Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. First off, Chuck, you know what time it is. We got to get our cheers on. Oh, cheers, cheers Chuck. Happy Friday. Damn. Happy Friday, dude. So we are going to be digging into the Halloween edition of the scariest nutrition protocols, diets, all that stuff. But before we do that, I just want to let everybody know, I'm going to be really transparent with you guys. I took my exam yesterday. I was telling Chuck this. I had like the worst exam experience. Um, and I'm going to, when I get the results, good or bad, I'm like 50-50 right now, but I'm going to share the story with you guys when I get the results to kind of share with you guys, you can overcome pretty much any obstacles. But having said that, we're also, Chuck, we're getting into week four. We're going to get into the topic of the fad diet. I'm also going to put a timestamp below. So if you guys don't want to hear us digging into some of the nutrition course stuff and wrapping up week four, you can jump ahead to it. But it's week four, dude. I got to say, I haven't checked my body comp since the earlier stages of the week, but overall I'm down about eight and a half pounds, down like two, Ooh. just over 2% body fat. Um, also, I was like, again, we talked about this. I was at like the very highest threshold of where I like to be. Um, but dude, I'm feeling strong. I've been doing, I've stepped up my jujitsu game. So you won't choke me as much when you come down or when I see you I'm next. Still not um, we established that. It's You're just going to be not as much. Just not as much. It won't be as, you can say it's not going to be as much, but it's going to be just as bad. Um, yeah, so it's good. I'm glad to hear that you've uh, got some positive, uh, you know, uh, things happening from, uh, from your, from your 20 day cleanse. Me, on the other hand, I, I didn't weigh myself at all. I didn't look at my body comp at all. I didn't do any of that. However, I'm gauging how I look in the mirror and I feel better. I look better and I know I'm performing better. So I kind of went at it this time with, uh, I'm not going to care about the scale and my body comp. I'm just going to look in the mirror from when I started and look at the mirror where I'm at now. I feel better, I'm performing better, and I'm looking better. Ta-da! And, voila. and what I will say, for those of you that also follow us on TikTok, follow us on Instagram. If you don't, also go to the resources below. Please give us a follow, as well as wherever you're watching or listening to this. Make sure you're subscribed or follow. Ding, ding, hit the bell, all that good stuff. But if you guys haven't seen yet, Chuck also, fun fact, and we talked about this last time, Chuck doesn't like doing short videos. He doesn't like being on camera. But the people love you, Chuck. They asked for the tattoo videos. They asked for the breakdown. They want to know the symbolism. 
first off, one person asking isn't a ton of people asking. I think you're there selling this to me. 20 comments, not just, I just sent you a snapshot of that one person and then above and below. Now, all right, they asked for it, but all 20 of those people were like complimenting your tattoos. Then they were asking and like comparing their tattoo. Now on the newest post that you made, you guys should go check out TikTok below. There's other people now sharing what their tattoos are, not just on TikTok, oh, but on cool. Facebook, on, on Instagram. So it's cool to see that. And now you're driving engagement, people opening up about what they have. So that's cool. All shot. right. All right. Okay. All right. Let's see how you are. Good, Good job, right. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, also, if you guys want to get in on the nutrition course, even though we're wrapping up the live one, we're still going to have it running where you guys can do it asynchronized. And we're going to do another live one coming up in the new year, we're going to always be having those running continuously. You can check all the information below on that, as well as we have our fitness vault. We have our pro coach. I'm actually really excited to add some new things to it, depending on how this exam results go. We have some cool announcements going on that. But with that being said, let's dig on into the Halloween edition here, talking about the spookiest, scariest, you know, diets or protocols related to nutrition. I want to share the first one I got with you, Chuck. And the first one that I got this was when I was living in Las Vegas back in about 2011, and I'm not going to say the UFC fighter, but this was a prominent UFC fighter in a lighter weight class, so lower than welterweight, and they were like top 10 um, at the time in their weight class. I'm not going to say specifically which one, because um, I think it'll really kind of give it away, because in 2011, there was like not many lower weight classes. It was like 155, 170, and that was really it, if I can recall correctly. Anywho... So listen to what their nutrition protocol for fight camp was pepperoni and cheese. And that's it. Pepperoni. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this pepperoni <laughs> and cheese. And so that's what it. was, all right. So did, did they give you the reason that some, somebody gave them the nutrition of just pepperoni and cheese? Oh no, they just like, they're like, Hey, I like pepperoni. I like cheese. And so nobody I feel told like them I, to do this. They just did this <laughs> no, on their own. No, they just, and they make weight. So they use it as like, Oh, I'm speculating. And after like, I, like I couldn't comprehend what they were telling me. I was like, wait, what? Like you're, you're like top 10 in the UFC and this is what you're doing. And they pepperoni make weight. Cheese. And then yeah, everybody's going to make weight with pepperoni and cheese. <laughs> that's all, you're starving yourself. Pepperoni yeah. And cheese. Yeah. Which was mind blowing to me because <laughs> then they like, yeah. And I'm like, wow. so, and, and like, they also have, and this is like, shout out to the great late Sean Tompkins. This was a Sean Tompkins fighter. Sean Tompkins unfortunately passed away. I don't even know how many years ago at this point, but, and like, you would think in that like network of like high level, like elite fighters that someone would be like, Hey, bro, what are you doing? That's you doing? not a good idea. Okay, so first off, let's just dive into the pepperoni and cheese concept. So you're, of course you're going to you know, make weight because you're starving yourself. Now, I can see, okay, pepperoni, protein, cheese, some fats. I, I, I get that. But you're, you're performing at a high level. So you, you need carbohydrates. You're going to exhaust your system. But literally, you know how much pepperoni and cheese you're going to have to intake in a day just to get some you can never hit your macro your macros your needed macros eating pepperoni and cheese it's impossible you need enough cheese you'll certainly have a, a, a ton of fat in your calories. Many calories but who really and especially if you're training and if you're in an environment where you got to perform you want to clog your system with all that dairy ew no i mean listen i 
I'll throw it out there. <laughs> I, I've done a lot of stupid shit in my lifetime. Believe it or not. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, me. I've done some stupid stuff. But back before uh, I was like educated and really started down my my trend. Like when I was in high school and I was wrestling, you know, the protocol to make weight was pretty much starve yourself. Go in a sauna, wear a sauna suit dehydrate yourself don't eat anything train until you make weight these are you know and then pass out and you wake up and you're like oh, i don't even know what the hell just happened you know so yeah it's really not a great idea but listen i've i've done it because i had a coach tell me to do it and i did it i performed did i perform at my uh at the peak of my performance did i perform well no i starved myself i was dehydrated i completely exhausted my body and then I have this expectation that I'm going to be able to go out just because I made weight and perform. I, I could barely get out to the mat to, 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 you know, have my competition. So yeah, there's, there's a ton of misconception out there uh, when it comes to performance. But, you know, one of the things I also had, you know, after, you know, wrestling and everything and, and be and being into powerlifting, I used to have this thought in my head that, because I was performing two and a half hours a day at the gym and I'm rocking at the gym, I could eat whatever I want. That's Free pass. Not right. Either. <laughs> I mean, that's not right either. So, you know, there's a ton of misinformation out there. There's a ton of things that if you go on the internet, your mind will explode within five minutes of going down the rabbit hole. Um, so what are some other crazy stories that you've encountered, Mike? What's one that you've done on your own? Oh, okay. So, Personally, um, there's a few, well, not personally, I haven't done one. I'll share that later. One that I've done, and this is no, this is like, you know, a slightly skewed keto version. So I've used in the past for fight camp, keto stylistic approaches. And this is no shade. Listen, if you're out there, you're listening, you're doing keto, you can do it for the next 30 years of your life. Props to you. Go ahead. I personally can't and don't think it's a good idea for me from a sustainability perspective, as well as just like from a habit, eliminating an entire group of food always becomes a, a sketchy move at times. So my experience was, and the only reason I caught this, and we've talked about this in the past, but I'll bring it up now because I think it's very relevant. And the only reason I caught this because I had to do physicals for my fight. So thankfully I was doing it in a fight camp and cutting weight. So I would do, I like to do like 12 to 16 week camps, way way longer than what sometimes most people like do. They usually like to do six to eight weeks of real true camp style. But I like to do 12 to 16 weeks because then that allows me to do like a body composition check, lose any potential fat that I would gain. Cause I would fluctuate from fighting at 155 to 175, depending on where it was in my career. And I would go all the way up to like 185 to 200 pounds, usually 200 pounds. Like when, when, even when I was at UFC gym, right? Like I'd fight at 175, I'd get up to about just under 200 pounds and then repeat the process again. And I just knew how to manipulate my weight. So that in general, wasn't necessarily the smartest move, but what I, where the style came in is when I did keto, I overdid my protein and I started to cause a reaction of what's called protein urea, where my body just took in too much protein. My organs couldn't keep up with it, it was spilling into my urine. And then if I would have continued to do that, I would have pretend talking to the doctor, talking to the medicine, like, yeah, dude, if you keep doing this, it's okay. We caught it now. Not a big deal. But if you keep doing this, you're going to cause damage to your organs in a chronic state where it becomes a serious issue. So that was personally, I think the uh, scariest because there was actual like medical consequences to what I was doing. Yeah, your poor liver. It was just screaming at you for help. 
So for those of you who don't know, and everybody likes to, to, to think of this keto, keto, keto is the way to go. You know, if you eliminate sugars and carbohydrates, your proteins still have to be processed through something. So your proteins are a follower. Your proteins normally follow your carbohydrates and get processed into glucose for glycogen. So if you don't have the carbohydrates and the sugars, your proteins start to freak out and they go, where do we go? And they get, they go over with your fats and get processed through the liver. Now, if you're spiking your protein intake, your, your protein, which is Mike, what Mike was doing, you're overworking your liver. You're essentially killing your liver. <laughs> so when, and that's why, like when you do keto, when you're going off of keto, and if you're just going to try it, moderate levels of protein, you can't because you're eliminating carbohydrates, and sugar, think now I can eat all the proteins and all the fats you're going to destroy your liver. So make sure you're talking to somebody who knows what you're talking about before you try to do ketosis, uh, Mike. <laughs> yeah. And even that, like I, I even kind of knew better, but I just kind of did it anyway. Cause I was like, dude, I'm so hungry. I, I can't eat. Let's eat, let's eat another steak. So, you know what I did was going back to, and this is not because of that UFC fighter I mentioned, but ironically, yeah, I did you have some pepperoni like, and cheese? <laughs> so I ended up having like string cheese that night and like meatball salads. Like I, I just Way ate weird. I ate like a Caesar salad with meatballs and then I put like cheese on it and then I had a side of string cheese. So I thought like, okay, I'm balancing out enough of the fat with the Caesar salad mixture I would make. We'd make it homemade. We, I mean, Ashley made a killer Caesar salad dressing, but I still have way too much protein. And normally when I would do this, I would also not do it in a ketogenic or keto ketosis styled approach and be able to have enough carbohydrates that my body wouldn't process the protein in a gluconeogenesis state. So like basically what happens is to Chuck's point, if you don't have enough carbs coming in, your body's like, Hey, we're going to take this protein. We're going to turn it to a very expensive, costly process called gluconeogenesis and process it and turn it into energy that your body really doesn't want to do. It's like a backup system. And it's, it just, it's very taxing to the organ. So I learned that the hard way, unfortunately. So you, you heard a UFC fighter had great success with pepperoni cheese. <laughs> so you're like, screw it. I tried meatballs and string cheese. Yeah. And like, honestly, I didn't even think about that until now. I never even connected the dots, but I basically did the same thing in a dumb way that, and this is again, like I purposely also tried to increase my vegetable intake, increase some fruits that weren't spiked. Cause I would have like my, my urine test, I would do blood sugar tests. I would check to see what was spiking it. And I got away with quite a bit, honestly. Like I didn't eat ice cream or anything, but I would eat like pineapples even while I was staying in ketosis and, and work through like metabolic flexibility there. Cause I really like post-workout, I was eating almost like a hundred grams of carbs a day, even while leveraging ketosis. So it wasn't like I wasn't eating any carbs. It just like still way too much protein. So that was like the dumbest thing or the scariest thing I've personally done. So now Having shared that, Chuck, I want to, you mentioned like wrestling, you mentioned when you were younger, let's now maybe go to another stage in your life. Or what do you think could also be piggybacking in that? Well, I mean, you know, just looking at my personal history of what I've done, I mean, you know, when I was focused more on my career and I was traveling Ooh. the world and, and I wasn't able to really focus on, um, you know, uh, diet as much or, or working out as much because I was traveling all the time and I was in a different country every couple of months, you know, I, it got to the point where I, I just didn't care anymore. So, you know, you, when you're traveling as much as I was traveling, 
you really should be very mindful of what you're putting into your body at any given point in time. But if I'm, you know, when I'm going and experience all these different cultures, different cultures, obviously different things, you're in Asia, you're eating more rice and you know, it, you're eating a lot of processed foods because uh, you're traveling that much. You're, you're traveling a, a ton. So, you know, and not being able to work out, not being able to focus on my food. And that's when I blew up to the point of, I believe I was around 275 pounds which was the heavyweight unhealthiest. Yeah. Health unhealthiest I've ever been in my entire life, but it was very difficult for me to focus on nutrition and working out. Cause I was so busy and I was always so focused on my food, uh, on, on work and career. But that doesn't mean that, you know, if you're focused on your work and your career and you're traveling, you can also remain healthy and, and make healthy decisions based upon, you know, where you are, what region you're in, you know, there's health food all over the place. And it doesn't mean that because you're traveling or because you're busy, you don't have the time. There's always a healthy option somewhere where you're traveling. Uh, you're at the airport, get a salad. You don't have to go and eat dirty food, dirty processed food. So make sure that, you know, if you're, if you're busy, you're career orientated, you're focused and you're traveling, make sure that you're not eating a lot of the processed food. Watch your sugar intake. Uh, that's a big one because I was just at that point in time, I was like, whatever, I'll eat what I, whatever I can get my hands on. If you really are cognizant about it and if you're really focused on it, if you really want to maintain a healthy lifestyle with balancing your career, watch your sugar intake, watch your processed foods. If you can eliminate that while you're traveling, you'll be in a way better state than I was when I was doing it. I mean, it obviously took a lot of people to open my eyes as to how unhealthy I was, but it got to a, a pretty bad point. And I'm going to speculate something here too, Chuck. I'm, just tell me if I'm missing the mark or not. But it also can make it easier, especially when you're at that level of travel. There's fatigue kicking in. You don't, your decision fatigue is just like through the roof. Like you don't want to think about choices. So having a coach at that point probably would have been helpful to saying like, hey, you already know a lot of this stuff, but like, hey, wherever you're going, let me do some of the work with like, I'll research where you're about to be, eat this instead. And then you don't have to think about it. You could have eaten it and you would have felt satisfied. So I'm going to speculate that as well. And that's what we're here for, y'all. 100%. If I had an accountability coach um, when, I was, when I was traveling, when I was doing this stuff, I would have been in much better shape than uh, trying to do it on my own because you're right, decision fatigue. You know, you, you're, you're trying to focus on the business that you're running and traveling there and getting there safe and being mindful of where you're at all the time. So, yeah, you just don't want to add on another decision as to, you know, what, what should I be eating here? You know, so yeah, that would have definitely been very helpful. And maybe if I had uh, found you prior to, uh, you know, when I did, I'd be in a different, uh, different shape back then. Or maybe you but never would have found me in the first place. Exactly. So like, that's why I think it all happens for a reason, Chuck. We all need that piece. It absolutely um, does. So we got like, we, now we kind of shared some of our personal stories. Now I want to dig into two other ones that we'll kind of bring home that I think will round out some of the different variations of protocols and diets. One, I want to go on two ends of the spectrum here. I want to do one where it's like a vegan vegetarian one. And then I want to do one carnivore one. And I want to share both with you, Chuck, because one, the carnivore one's more recent. The vegan vegetarian one, I, I saw like probably six years ago, more or less, which was something I personally saw a client doing. And I won't say from where or, or anything, obviously it's, that's private information, but the, the kind of concept was like, they thought because they were eating vegan, they were eating healthy, 
which is, I think, sometimes a common misunderstanding. We could put a label, even whether it's keto, whether it's whatever. You put whatever name you want to put on it, like um, uh, any Mediterranean, whatever you – I mean, if you're actually doing a true Mediterranean, that one's pretty hard to screw up. But, like, even that, like, there's ways you could say, oh, okay, I'm eating vegan, but there's a ton – they were eating, like, frozen everything. They were just eating, like, frozen tater tots and, like, cookies that were, like, vegan, but, like, they were just eating, like – processed sugar latent ingredients where their carbs were like 70% of their macros. It was like eating well over a hundred grams of sugar a day. Everything was processed. So that was also really scary. And the reason I say it's scary is not just because of what it does to your body composition, but also what it will do to your potential blood pressure, what it'll do to your like sugar resistance or insulin resistance and blood sugar levels. You're potentially becoming a diabetic. There's all these other like aspects to it. And then that, that goes into like, even from my exam I was studying for, like looking at metabolic syndrome, which is a grouping of risk factors that then can increase risk for cardiovascular disease, stroke, and long-term cancers, things like that. So that was a really scary one that I want to just like share, get your thoughts on as well. Yeah. So, I mean, my experience with, with vegan, it's got its ups, it's got its downs. I mean, it all depends on a personal preference, but if you opt to go vegan, make sure you're being very cognizant about your protein intake. You have to get some type of plant-based protein in there to, to touch on what Mike said, this, this client in particular spiked their macros to about 70% of carbohydrates. That's not healthy. That's not good for anybody, you know? So you have to make sure that you're intaking the proper levels of macros across the board, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, you know, to get a source of plant-based protein, it's hard to find, but you really got to do your due diligence and research before you go into that. I know for males, a lot of people on vegan, they like to eat a lot of soy product. And for males, soy is not the greatest because it increases estrogen. Yeah, exactly. Estrogen goes through. So we don't want to be intaking a ton of soy products when we're on a vegan diet if we're a man. Of course, women as well. If we're intaking a ton of soy products, your hormones are going to be uh, off the charts. So make sure you're doing your due diligence and your research as to how to properly take in uh, a protein source when you're on a vegan diet. We don't want to just say processed, frozen vegetables, frozen carbohydrates, frozen this, frozen that. Yeah, it's easy. Of course, it's easy to get that stuff in your system if that's what you're doing. But be smart about it. There's obviously, you know, various places. We just had a store open up near, I think it's called Kava. Pretty good, pretty decent stuff. It's like a, a Mediterranean spot. Um, but it's it, there's choices to go in there. Chickpeas, they got the falafels, all, the, all that source of protein that's coming through there. Make sure you do your due diligence and research. Reach out to a coach. Find out what their intake is or input is on getting proper levels of vegan protein, plant-based protein in there before you start. Well said. 100%, Chuck. I got to throw that in there. Right there is a good thing. Yeah. So we finally got the – also, if you guys notice, we got the notifications going off when I say or Chuck says 100%. So when you guys hear that notification go off, I want you guys to either do five push-ups, get some crunches in, hold a plank, do something. Let's get like a physical tax potential that goes with it. And if you guys like, let us know in the comments and then I'll start maybe doing something every time Chuck or myself says or whether it's- I think we're going to make you every time. I think right now, every time Mike says 100%, the bell needs to go off and everybody needs to do five push-ups. All right, so I'll start that trend right now. It's ready. Let's get out our push-ups. I got to get them. Two, three. Four and we got five. All right. So we just had to get that out of the way real quick. Just, right, just to knock that out for you guys. <laughs> Chuck's, Chuck's faster than me though. Also, I'm in my jeans today. I'm in like professional attire. Uh, having said that though, 
One of the other things I want to highlight before we go over to the other extreme end, and we're kind of bringing home with this from a carnivore perspective, I'm going to dig into that. One of the posts that I saw, of course, it was on TikTok because TikTok, I feel like, just creates viral BS. Unfortunately, like there, that's where it's like easiest to go viral right now, but it doesn't even have to be like factual based or anything with substance. Um, even though this, like there was some, I think substance to it. However, before we do that, going back to the vegan, vegetarian, whatever, pescatarian, whatever style, two things I would say piggybacking, whether it's working with a coach and looking at some of those inputs or just looking at your blood work and like probably B vitamin deficiency is going to be a variable. That's very common as well as vitamin D deficiency, which is like common across the board, 88 plus percent of Americans are vitamin D deficient anyway. So look at those things. And then when it comes to just a tip for you guys, if you are going to use that, you do want, I'm just going to throw some free help out here for you guys. When you look at protein, you want to see a complete amino acid spectrum. What does that mean? So we have a variety of different amino acids, both essential and non-essential things that your body's producing, things that your body isn't producing. And obviously the things your body aren't producing, we're taking in from our food. So with that being said, knowing you need to have a complete profile. So mixing different styles, if you guys want more details on that, feel free to reach out. We can even put some resources below. If you guys want to see that again, let us know in the comments and we'll add it in for future episodes. But I just want to throw that out there really quick. Now going on the flip side. So we're going from like no meat whatsoever to only meat, the, the carnivore diet. This is the one that I haven't personally tried yet. I think at some point I'm going to give it a try just to experiment with it. But I saw a TikTok kind of, you know, viral-ish video. It wasn't super viral yet, but it got like a good amount of views on it. And like, let's call it a couple hundred thousand, something like that. And I saw a YouTuber uh, this guy, Derek, for more plates, more dates. I also recommend check out his channel. He's got an interesting channel about like PEDs and like hormones and replacement therapy and, and all types of aspects if people are natural, if they're not, all these kind of fun things. And basically highlighted this video. And the, the woman in the video, she's a coach. And she's saying the whole concept is like, if you're eating carnivore, you don't have to count calories because calories don't actually matter. And I don't care no matter what nutrition protocol you're doing. Now we even talked about like, hey, we have other ways to track portions and things like that. But calories are always going to matter because when you boil it down, no matter what you're doing, there's a law of thermodynamics that has to come into play. If you're eating more calories than you are burning, and I don't care what's going on, you're going to gain weight. And if that's not happening, yes. if you're saying, hey, well, Mike, I, I tracked my calories and I actually ate more than I burned. No, you didn't. You know why? Because you're lying. And you either didn't properly track your calories or you misestimated how many calories you were burning because you're wrong. It's just simple science. Um, anyway, so 100%, Mike, 100%. Woo! We got to get those push ups, y'all. Come on. You got to get five and a one and a two and a three and a four. Oh, there it is. Come on. It was so worth it, though. It was so worth yeah. it, y'all. Absolutely. So, I mean, I've heard a lot of crazy things with the carnivore diet as well. You know, same thing. doesn't matter how many calories you eat. You can eat as much meat as possible. Keep going with the meat. You're going to get your nutrients from whatever source or your vitamins from whatever source the animal was eating. Yeah. If you eat it raw, of course, but you know, I mean, who's sitting there going to cut open a fresh deer and decide and to devour liver. every and eat the liver. You, you have to get nutrients from a source as well. When you cook that meat, that protein, you're going to lose nutrients from it. So you need greens, you need vegetables. You can't just survive 100% off of. Oh, 100%. Come on, Chuck. We got to oh, get it. I, I forgot. <laughs> Come on, Chuck. 
four, five. All right. So, and just like piggybacking. Sorry. I didn't realize I said it. (laughs) That's all right. The bell's going off. That's why we got it there. It just keeps it fun and exciting. So even like, and and I'm not knocking, like I eat meat. Chuck, you eat meat. And I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't, whatever. I think the bigger point there, I wanted to dig into this idea. This woman was blowing up. She's like, I work at a doctor's office and even our doctor agrees. Hey, guess what? There's a lot of doctors out there that are wrong. Just because you're a doctor doesn't mean you're right about everything. And even if you're not, like, I, I think, and even us, I say question everything because things change. Research can support, you can, you can selectively change. pick out and have a confirmation bias for pretty much anything. I can, dude, I can justify smoking cigarettes with research if you wanted to somehow get into that. I could select articles and BS you guys. Some research out there as to justify eating rainbow cookies because I love rainbow oh, cookies and I would love. Oh. Let's do some research on that. I mean, holidays are here. Yeah, I know. Listen, also to touch base on the carnivore thing real quick. Again, if you want to try it, great. But obviously, again, consult a coach. The quality of protein is a big thing as well. If I want to go to the grocery store and just go up to the meat aisle and buy all this meat and not really be concerned if it's grass fed um if it's organic Should all these things come into play don't there come on mike <laughs> the process yeah go get some processed pepperoni and uh, survive off of that for uh three months you'll be good don't worry about it you'll make weight you'll be all right um you know your quality comes into play so make sure no matter what you're doing honestly yes it's expensive but yes aren't you really investing in your own health if i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna you know, spend seven bucks a day on a cup of Starbucks coffee. Cause I know some of you do it and I'm calling you out on it. I know I some did. of you do it. I saved it. <laughs> Why not invest in yourself and invest in a grass fed organic diet Buy better quality of items Buy better quality of food. Mike, what are you doing with your camera right now? My, my, my friend keeps calling me and he doesn't get the message. I'm hitting end for a reason. And he keeps calling me back like, hey, you're not picking up. I'm going to call you again. So anyways, um, but to that point, I, I think it's important to like, like you said, Chuck, and it, it, like, even if it is expensive, you know, what's really expensive heart disease, you know, what's really expensive going to the hospital, you know, 10, 15 years down the line paying tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars for whether it's, you know, cardiovascular disease, whether it's the, you know, cancer or, and I'm not saying like, this is going to be a magic cure all either, but investing in those things. First off, we have an issue here, y'all. Like again, studying for my exam, one of the biggest data points that jumped out at me was 70% of Americans are either overweight or obese, 70% guys. That's absolutely bananas. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't care what you believe in politics or insurance or whatever. It doesn't, no amount of anything's going to fix that until we start making a change with even just like, think about physical guidelines. We talked about the episode last week about the, um, you know, enjoyable exercises. Then I started sharing some kind of facts about, Hey, the, the kind of guidelines around that are 150 minutes of moderate exercise or 75 minutes of vigorous cardio, as well as at least two days of total body training or muscle group training, you know, twice a week. And like, obviously Chuck, we're knocking that out. And like everyone out there, you guys probably are, are, if not close to that, doing that, but even just doing things like that and then tweaking a few things there. So like at the end of the day, I think the summer, I kind of want to figure, we'll get into a summary here. So recap, all of these things, if you notice a common denominator with each one of these protocols, what do they have in common? They eliminate a particular food group. So again, unless you have a deathly allergy to a food group, 
from my perspective, I'm curious yours, Chuck, don't just eliminate things. Don't just write them off forever unless it's, again, an allergy or if it's like alcohol and you have an issue there or some variation of that. Like you should be finding a balanced and sustainable approach to everything. Absolutely. And that's like the time that uh, Pina and I did the food sensitivity test. We went and did the MRT test. There was obviously some markers that came up that our body has a very difficult time digesting. So, you know, if you're willing to invest in an MRT test, which again, insurance doesn't cover it, and it depends on how much you want to invest in yourself, you can find what foods and what items that you're ingesting and putting in your body, your body has a sensitivity to. And uh, what we did is obviously the triggers that came up, the items that came up as being 100% our body is resistance to. Oh, come on, push-ups. Come on, Chuck. One, two, three, four. We got to get them push-ups. Okay, I got it. Um, we eliminated them for three months. So we wiped out for three months um, what our body had resistance to, those items. And then after three months, we would integrate them back in, not all at one time, but we would integrate them back in to see how our bodies reacted to integrating these items back in and how we felt like broccoli, believe it or not, was a big one for me. It came up as a big red flag for me. And every time I ate broccoli, I became bloated. Why? Because my body had a resistance to processing the broccoli. So I eliminated it for three months and then I incorporated it back and believe it or not, my body became unresistant to it. I can digest it better. Um, you know, so there's various things that you can do. My liver wasn't pro uh, working, wasn't properly functioning. So what did I do? I eliminated a lot of stuff that my liver gets, you know, processes. And then I did a liver cleanse. I feel much better now. There's certain things that you can do to help your body digest and assist with what you're putting in it. Bam, y'all. So recapping well, that. I, I almost said it, but I didn't say it. Oh, look at that. It's, we're making it a little bit sparser now. So it's not the same deal. Um, that, and that's, I think the biggest takeaway. I want to recap with that. because You hit a great point there, Chuck, is looking at if you can invest in those things, do it. And if not, that's why I even like, again, for our nutrition course, the concepts we integrate, and you don't even need to do that. Do it on your own. Just eliminate things one at a time and then reintroduce them. And see how your body responds. It's something as simple as that it can really go a long way from a trying to figure it out. However, recapping from the sustainability, you know, just knocking out a single food group forever tends to not really go that well. There's going to be attacks. There's diversity in our food choices for a reason. So having said all that, that's kind of the scary addition for you guys. Hopefully you're going to have a happy mm -hmm. Halloween. And, um, uh, and one other thing, um, I, I'm going to say, it. I'm going to throw it out there. Don't eat candy corn. It's Whoa. like, the, it's made it's processed garbage and I can't stand it. My wife loves it. She avoids I it, it, but I, I hate candy corn. Ugh. So much. <laughs> so much. Don't so we're going to leave you guys with that. Don't you do it. Yeah, y'all. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for 
watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization. And we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.